in action. Welcome to another episode of the Action Podcast. We have episode 27. And today we're going to be doing a few films, but the number one film we're going to be going over is Pinocchio. Uh, we also got a chance to see Medieval, which stars Ben Foster. The third film was Barbarian, which was number one on the box office this week with $10 million. Which is outrageous. Yeah. Fourth is End of the Road, starring Queen Latifah and Ludacris. Uh, Chris, what's his last name? Chris, ah, who knows? Uh, but Ludacris. And then the fifth one is a documentary called Anthrax and Tax that Pete will, uh, attacks, excuse me, that Pete will be able to give us a little insight on. So with In that. In the shadow of 9-11. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So with that, Pete, let's get right into Pinocchio. Yes. This is this is an interesting one. So I definitely want to hear your take on this. What are your thoughts on Pinocchio? Well, I was really hoping that this was going to be the return of Tom Hanks after Elvis, because I just wasn't a fan of his character nor his performance. And the return of Robert Zemeckis, by the way, which I didn't know going into it that he directed this. Yeah, that was was an exciting thing as well. But yeah, you know, there were things that I enjoyed about it. Of course, it's the story of Pinocchio. It's, it's sweet and it's scary. It's a frightening tale. Um, Yeah. I remember this movie messing me up a lot. Um, Well, and the Disneyland ride too, right? As a kid. Oh, and the Disneyland ride. Very dark. Totally. Um, but this really wasn't the return of Tom Hanks because it was kind of like a minor role. Really. It wasn't, he wasn't yeah. really in it a lot. Uh, I think he was just sort of billed to, to bring in the people. Um, I thought it looked great. Um, I loved the oh, way that, re- wait, you thought it looked great. Really? I thought there were aspects of it that looked nice. Like one, one thing that I thought was really cool was how they brought, um, Pinocchio to life, how the star goes to the picture and then goes to the doll, like connecting. Yeah, I like that. And and so there were there were aspects of it that were really nice. I just I just think that if you're going to remake something, you got to do something different with it. It's like when somebody says they're remaking a song and it's the exact same song, like, yeah, like that Weezer when they did Africa. Yeah, They, they just did the same exact song and so there really wasn't in any sort of added bonus to it so i, I don't know I, I was kind of left a bit disappointed i know that my kids would love it if but i showed let, them but let's go into because I, I think this is actually going to be a nice discussion and i think this is where i want to focus at least our our conversation on this film about it but so so you said you're okay with the visuals i think that was maybe my biggest complaint was this just felt like newer zemeckis in terms of like just a two reliance on cgi and like what i really wanted to see was actual puppets you know because like two of the characters are what's called marionette bayonets but marionettes 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 there we go yeah Uh, two you know two of the characters are actual like practical stuff uh, practical characters and to me it's like go back to classic filmmaking where it's like you have to build these characters because this is i don't this is i don't know what the budget was but this is not a cheap film and but like the cat for example could have been a real cat i don't know yeah, why they did why isn't that a real cat like they i get the nothing. fish i get the fish because the fish had to do something specific and sure. no real fish is going to be trained to do so but exactly i i'm, I'm with you on that i jimmy cricket Sure, you're not going to be able to suit up a cricket with, you know, yeah. top hat and a, a jacket. Okay, 
I'm good with Jiminy Cricket. I'm good with the fish. But yeah. Figaro, you know, should have been real. And yeah. you could have CGI'd parts of her. And yeah. then I don't understand why Pinocchio couldn't have been real. And then you kind of CGI'd some of it. Or, I mean, at least in the beginning part. And then it kind of transformed into it. But, I, and then it just, yeah, this to me just was too reliant on this CGI. I say it all the time. This was a wasted opportunity that they had, they yeah. had a real chance to, but you know, it's tough when you're, when you're remaking these Disney classics and it's unfortunate that Disney plays it safe. And that's exactly yeah. what they did here. They played it safe. That's a good put out a safe product and you know, they're going to get their views and new people single. are going to be is, exposed. This is a single for me. Yeah. They, yeah, they didn't. They didn't. Nobody. Nobody tried to stretch their imagination. Nobody took any chances. I, I. You. You worded it perfectly, Pete. And I think that's why I'm disappointed as a filmmaker is because, like you're saying, so many missed opportunities to where we could have seen some great combination of uh, pushing the envelope of film again. Like you're saying before, like when you talk about emotion and feelings, Pinocchio is a darker tale, and it's okay, by the way, to scare a child. It's okay to make us feel uncomfortable like those are natural good feelings and not everything is hunky-dory and i think disney like like the moral story of this character is good right and that's a good story so don't don't veer away from it like i loved feeling that that uneasiness watching this as a kid and i did not go back and see the original yet Uh, i just didn't have enough time this weekend but it is it is something i do want to watch but that is again part of the art of filmmaking is to create these feelings and it's not always positive like again just like real life we have negative feelings we have positive feelings but at the end of the day a happy ending you know and by that was a, that was another point with this film as well where they you know they the he didn't become a real boy at the ending right um shoot no i don't remember no, I, 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 I mean, I read it today because I, I want to do a little bit more research too on it. I don't remember uh, him transforming ever. No, he didn't. Uh, from what I read, read, now I'm not gonna lie, I fell a little bit asleep during this film. But uh, like I said, the film, and, and again, they were like yelling at each other at the end when he's like 400 miles away in the ocean. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Some of those stuff just really pissed me off. Also, the the like the mixed messaging of it, like you know, Pinocchio starts lying and so his nose starts to grow but the only way out of this cage is the key so he tells one more lie just to get a reward and escape like is that what we're teaching our kids nowadays is that if you just tell that one right lie everything's going to be great yeah or you can figure out a way to do it without lying like i don't know i agree with you again i i think this film ultimately i I, like i said is your kids are probably going to like it Sure. Are you going to watch it with your family? Sure. It's on Disney Plus. Sure. If you got Disney Plus, I'm not telling you definitely must. to watch it. I think, like you're saying, just the potential of this story and where we were as kids and, and where this plays into Disney history. Uh, you know, I, I would I, I would think Walt Disney was maybe a little disappointed with this film because they played it safe, like you're saying, and did not stretch the envelope. So. Take that for what it's worth, audience. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and move to our next film, which is Medieval. And let me tell you guys, I said this about the Northmen, and I want to say it to this film as well. There's not a lot of movies like this nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, these 
kind of more epic, you know, historical uh, European kind of medieval films. They're they're kind of on the way out. They're or they're just few and far between. Uh, the Last Duel, right? Which was I thought was a pretty good film, and nobody saw. Right. I I really enjoyed medieval. Um, I have one critique on it, and this is just I think a personal thing for me. If you can get over this, the film is awesome. But I didn't like the fact that this is a the the film is um, takes place in Prague, so you know they're more more of that kind of Eastern European accent. All the characters, all the all the accents were British, <laughs> and you know, and for me, I'm just like. Eastern European accent is like the easiest accent to learn. And last time I checked your job as an actor is to act. So learn the accents. So I blame the director because that ultimately the director makes this choice, but Hey guys, you're going to need to learn an Eastern European accent. Can you guys do that? You're especially British, uh, British actors. Like they can, like they do American accents all the time, which is harder than an Eastern European accent. Right. And so that was my only pet peeve of it. I had the same issue with Chernobyl, uh, which takes place in Russia. And again, Russia is even an easier accent. And right. Nobody had a Russian accent in Chernobyl. I think we've got to get out of here. The nuclear reactor. <laughs> yeah, is it, just, it totally throws me off. I'm like, you guys couldn't, you, you couldn't spend a month learning the Russian accent. Like nobody could do it. Hey, comrade. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, comrade. Like, yeah, it was just like, like, uh, I mean, Hunt for Red October. I mean, that I guess that was one of Sean Connery's biggest, even though it's Sean Connery, but it's like everyone else had a Russian accent at least, right? Like, yeah, all right, well, we, can, we can give Sean a pass. Connery's to Sean. allowed to do whatever he wants. No, exactly. I can give a pass to Sean Connery because it's Sean Connery, but the rest of you guys need to learn the Russian accent. And this one, I, like I could have gave Ben Foster the pass on this one, but I need the rest of everybody else to have one. I would give Ben Foster the pass on anything. He can do and no he was wrong. Great. He's amazing. He's he always great. amazing. And that's why I wanted to watch this film. And and, and he, he of course, delivers. Uh, He's my I, favorite what, actor. What I really liked about this film was this was just, this was a film about a, a, a historical figure that I've never heard of. And I'm pretty well researched. And so I loved hearing this story about basically one of the greatest military commanders of all time. And I'm not going to give away some of the other things about it, but you know, I, I just love learning and, and hearing about historical figures we've never learned before. You know, Woman King, which comes out next week, is a similar type of story where it's based on a true story. So we're going to hear about characters we've never heard about. Right. And they had an impact on our world. And so uh, I, I definitely recommend people that like I, I call this a Braveheart light. Um, you know, at least Mel Gibson had a Scottish accent, but I feel you know, and James Horner didn't do the score, but I thought the score was pretty solid. Cinematography solid, like just a very good double, maybe even a triple of a film for medieval. So wow. uh, I, I recommend I seeing it. See it. If you like those type of films, go see it. Uh, it, it is violent, though. If, if you don't like violence, Rose, you may not like this film. But if you if you if you can if you like violence and good medieval stuff, this is this is up your alley. So with that, our next film is Barbarian, which again, like I mentioned before, is the number one film in the box office this week with 10 million, uh, which is disappointing numbers in general. But Pete, you went and saw this. I did. And and I was like, okay, we don't like to bash filmmakers and you know, they put their heart and soul into these projects, and I get it. I 
did not understand how this movie got made. This was, I, I left the theater thinking to myself, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. And, and I rarely say that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about it a little bit. So a girl goes to a bed and uh, not a bed and breakfast. By the way, uh, 79 Metascore on it, which dude, not I, I saw that super great scores on Rotten Tomatoes on IMDb, but I don't understand it. Like in the audience that I was with was just making fun of it the whole time. Like this is ridiculous. Everyone was screaming. Everyone was pissed off. Um, everyone just couldn't wait to get out of the theater, like when it ended, because, you know, so this girl gets, um, an Airbnb, there's already a dude there. Um, Bill Skarsgård is the guy that's there. There's like this tension, like, is he bad? Is he not? That's the first third of the film. Then they discover this room. So they go into this room and it goes underground and then Bill Skarsgård, he disappears. And then there's like this old woman that attacks them but then it immediately cuts by the way to, did you already mentioned bill skarsgård of is is the clown of it he's uh um yes well our our audience is, Penny, pennywise he's pennywise yeah. the clown from, our audience is very bright they know who bill skarsgård <laughs> is paul uh i don't and then like it, to give our audience that much credit but yeah and so then they jump to a completely different scenario with justin long who by the way is hilarious uh, if this movie has one redeeming value is that justin long's character is hilarious in this movie he's like this up-and-coming actor who gets accused of sexually assaulting or raping uh and it's like he's driving in malibu but he has this house that he owns which is the house that these people came into and then he gets entangled in this whole thing and it's just this this woman creature who just wants to have a baby but is like a monster and is kind of like not all mentally there like can't really talk so it's always like just like mama 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 like just wants a baby oh my god it was just every time something would happen like they would open a door and another door like another passageway would be revealed like everybody in the audience was just like no come on this is so typical like it's there was just nothing original about it it was just so dumb it was a dumb movie i don't understand why it was the number one movie and well there's I, nothing to see first of all look first i of absolutely all, don't recommend Captain maverick it is still number three i think in the box office dc super pets is number four and by the way that didn't do well initially it's made back its money already just because there's been no one else to go see movies it's animated it's legs. so yeah, it, it did have legs, so it, it made back its money. Um, and then what, what's the other one out? Um, do you see the, I'm sure Thor is still out there. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus, though, so that's going to lose. But, I mean, even Top Gun Maverick, it's number one on, on demand right now, too. So it's you know, like like even me, I'm, I am I have the AMC pass, uh, Holler AMC. And if you want to, you know, go see a movie, it's like, do I want to? see an average movie or do you want to go see besides medieval or do I want to go see Top Gun again? You know what I mean? And it's like, I've seen Top Gun now nine times, nine <laughs> times, times, you know, yeah, so I, just, I'm, I'm going to go and see movies that I've already seen moving forward. Go see Top Gun again, dude. You've only Except seen it once. Woman King. I'm, I'm thrilled about that. Movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to see it next week or this weekend. I'm going to see that on Thursday for sure. So at the end of the day, don't go see Barbarian. Dumb. 
I'm going to see it tomorrow <laughs> just because, like I said, I've got I've got a movie slot I need to take up. Uh, I'm going to go see it just because you said Justin Long's funny. So he's funny. He's hilarious. It, but but uh, man, you're gonna you're gonna walk out of there. Just text me when you're when you're out. You're going to be so mad. All right. So so big question, Pete, for our audience that that has followed us on this journey: Barbarian or Crimes of the Future? If you had to pick one to go see, and you're you have to see it, which one are you? Gonna I'm gonna see again. I'm gonna I'm gonna see the barbarian just because Ooh, okay. at least there's Justin Long and a little bit of comedy. But I'll never see Crimes of the Future ever again. That was again, that was the dumbest shit I ever saw. See, so maybe maybe I will like Barbarian more because I I mean don't get me wrong, Crimes of the Future is rough, uh, and it's again it's filmmaking. Dude, this is such a close second. Yeah, it's close. I mean, All we're right. talking. Well, maybe, maybe I'll like, maybe I'll like Barbarian. We'll see. Again, critics like it, guys. So let's let's also keep in mind, audience, that you know Pete isn't always right, and critics love this film, which you know, Pete's not necessarily a. They should be he's, fired. Pete's more it's of the so general dumb. cinema score type audience. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, Pete, let's move on to number four. This film is on Netflix called End of the Road. Stars Queen Latifah and Ludacris. Pete, what are your thoughts yeah. on this one? I haven't seen this yet. I'm looking forward to actually. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's decent. I mean, it's 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 a it's a fun time, I suppose. It's not a great movie. Um, you know, they they're the family that Queen Latifah's husband died, and Ludacris is the brother. They've got two kids, but they have to move, so they're driving to Texas where the mom lives. Um, and while they're driving, they there's like a, a murder in the motel room next to them. And when they go in there to see what, what happened, they find a big giant bag of money and the money happens to belong to, um, you know, a, a cartel, you know, then, you know, suspense kind of ensues. And this is a thriller, by the way. Guys. I mean, there's, there's moments where a little bit, yeah, there, there, there's moments of tension in this in this it's movie, not, and not a, this is not a you know Ludacris right? is funny. He plays a no, no, no. This is not a comedy at all. This is a thriller for sure. Yeah, um, again, I want the audience to understand uh, both Queen Latifah and Ludacris. They've been in more kind of comedic type of roles, so this is a this is more of a thriller film. So continue, Pete. Sorry. Yeah, it's definitely worth it if. if Definitely worth it if you need to see something and, you know, it's it's the weekend or kids finally went to sleep. You want to watch something, but not have to think too much. You know, you just want to watch something and enjoy your time. This might be for you. Not great, but it's not awful. It's right. just an average fine movie. So a solid single, maybe we'll call it that. Yeah, it's awesome. a good one timer, you know? Yeah. OK, so last one we have Peter's documentary. Uh, we don't do a ton of documentaries, but hey, we, we don't hate documentaries. So and I'm I'm, I'm bringing them back. Yeah, Anthrax attacks. Well, and we'll try and do more, guys. If there's a big time documentary, we'll. I'd, and I I love documentaries. So when the new ones come out, and if if it's if it's worth talking about, I'll I'll certainly uh, spotlight it because I'm I'm a good I love a good documentary. It makes me feel smart when I'm at a party and well, I talk. And, about and they're I mean. Documentaries are so well done compared to 30 years ago. I mean, yeah. I, you look at the documentaries that came out in the 1990s compared to the 2010s. Like some of the greatest films, period, are documentaries now. So, and, and a lot of um, 
A-list directors are doing documentaries now. So it's true. Yeah. So the anthrax attacks in the shadow of 9-11, uh, directed by directed by Dan Krause, who did the Dirty Money uh, documentary on Netflix, which was real good. It stars Clark Gregg, who was in the Avengers. He plays um, uh, a- agent. Um, he's the agent that dies in the first Avengers. Spoiler. Yeah, he, he's he's the agent shield agent, agent shield, shield guy. Yeah. He's like the right hand uh, guy of Nick Fury. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly him. Um, and so when I saw that he was starring and I'm like, is this really a documentary? But he they basically have like transcripts and videos of this guy. Um, basically this documentary follows an FBI investigation after the letters, uh, were found, um, after nine 11 with anthrax inside of them, uh, and, and sort of the panic that it causes and sort of the tragedy and the deaths that sort of happened because of it. Um, I really, really recommend this, this documentary because like a great documentary it keeps you guessing all the way through and even at the end you're still left with even though there's like a 99 percent certainty that they really caught the guy they still there's that one percent of you that says did he though yeah so basically clark Gregg, who plays this guy who worked for the u.s government um developing the anthrax um virus and he at first was helping, but then they started like questioning him. Like maybe he became a suspect, but then they're like, no. And then it just continues on from there. And it's not like a docu-series like you would see on. Is it a two-hour documentary? Is it like a multi? It's probably like an hour and a half or so, you know. It's, okay. it's not like a, a limited series or anything where you've got to like really invest like four to five hours of time. This is just like a quick sit down one time, watch it. Really well done. Oh, by the way, before I forget, uh, guys, if you haven't seen the Lakers documentary, uh, I believe is that on Hulu, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that one's really good. If you like basketball, if you like the Lakers, I mean, this is your ticket. It's sign me up. It's it's pretty much on par with Winning Time. I like Winning Time more just because it's so stylized and all that. But but in terms of sports, sports and documentaries, like you're not getting much better than this uh lakers documentary on hulu so uh, i forget the name off the top of my head but check it out awesome well let's wrap it up pete i know you have a meeting um but uh so guys so audience if if we had to rate what to see first what to see last uh i'm gonna i'm gonna do my numbers pete and you can do yours based off my reviews i'm gonna, on for your reviews i'm gonna say medieval number one Agreed. Um, i'd say Pinocchio, number two, maybe number one if you have a family. Uh, number three, I'd say Anthrax Attacks. Number four, End of the Road. Number five, if you got Time Barbarian. So that's, uh, that's how I'd rate it. 100% agree with that order. Yeah. I might switch um, Pinocchio with the Anthrax Attacks only because I am I love the documentaries more. But Yeah, maybe. I, I, I go I, either way. Awesome. And then uh, next week... Uh, we hope to get back onto some solid theatrical releases, but Women Woman King comes out next week, starring Viola Davis and Viola Davis, and that should be a solid, solid film. The trailer looks amazing. So yeah, we're looking forward to that. That's going to be great. And then on the action podcast audience, we've got Back to the Future coming out later this week with Pete Bush and Jake Fenske. We always crush it with those guys. So that's going to be a good time. Then the following week, we're going to have Goonies with Dominique and Rose. 
And then after that, we'll have Star Wars. Yes, Star Wars with Lawrence and our, our good friend Drew here, uh, a new new podcast guest. So that's what we got on tap, guys. Thanks for joining us. And as always, be sure to like and subscribe. Yeah. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. Wherever you get your favorite podcasts, we're there. And then you can also catch us on YouTube. Make sure you comment. Also, what you want to see, if you have your own uh, short little review you want to put on a video, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll read your reviews. Oh, I would love to see it. So, yeah, guys, comment. We want to engage with you guys, so please do that. But with that, Pete, thank you so much. And that is a cut. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.